0: Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. Hi, I'm Mike Tom. Colleen Hood is off today. It's an important conversation today. It's a family just a couple months out from a devastating tragedy. But they're taking that tragedy and using it to turn it into good for other families experiencing the same thing. Today, Naomi Murray and Els Fenton will join us. They'll tell us about their husband and father who just drowned two months ago on a fishing trip with his wife, and what the family is doing to help those who help them in their greatest time of need. That's On The Way on Connections. Els, before we get to the heartache and the tragic story, maybe tell us a little bit about your husband, Daryl. What kind of husband was he?
1: Well, Mike, re- honestly, the woman I am today is because of the way Daryl had invested in me. He saw talents and abilities that I didn't see, yeah. so he really encouraged me. So who I am today is definitely how he has encouraged me over the years. And when I look behind me, I see deep furs where I must have dug in my heels really deeply and he got me to where I am today, pushing, shoving, dragging, cajoling, encouraging, <laughs> the whole works. He was amazing, nice. an amazing man. And uh, um, I can honestly say that I have no regrets. Hmm. There's nothing I wish I'd said or did not say, do or did not do. Uh, the way we lived our lives is is we want to honor the Lord and also we believed scripture when it says you don't let the anger, anger go down on your wrath, and we're both very strong-minded, stubborn people, and with strong disagreements, but we never went to bed at night angry. We always resolved whether we ag- agreed with each other or not, and so we were very close. Daryl and I were very close. Um, he loved David Crowder, and he would wake me up at 5, 5.30 in the morning with this Loud David Crowder, either <laughs> I'll fly away or Good God Almighty was his favorite, and he'd have this big smile on his face. Oh, you're up! I've got a coffee ready for you. <laughs> I Beautiful. mean, he was uh, always so, yeah, yeah. You know, and he didn't agree. He like he had friends that would go out and you know go golf with friends, fishing with friends, go camping for the weekend and things like that. And he says, Why would I do that? I have you. <laughs> so we always did things together. You know, it's it's. He was an incredible, incredible,
0: special man,
1: and uh, yeah, nice. I, I miss him a lot. I do miss him a lot.
0: Hmm. And Naomi, what kind of dad <laughs> and grandfather was he?
2: <laughs> um. Well, he and I were very, very similar, and we wore our emotions on our sleeves. Um, we we you never you never had to guess if you had done something. To tick the other person off,
1: <laughs>
2: we were very uh, we were very vocal about how we felt, and sometimes those big feelings were turned on each other. And you know, we had a really amazing relationship. Though uh, it had its amazing moments, and you know, it had its challenging moments. But. Uh, the big thing for my dad and you know, like our last big long, we actually had gone to Moose Lake um, the Tuesday before. So he had passed away on the Saturday and on that Tuesday before we had um, just talked about, you know, family is first.
1: Sorry. (laughs) yeah,
2: Getting a little choked up. And, you know, like we always forgive. uh, You always forgive. Even you might be mad for a season, but you always forgive uh you know and he always saw potential in everything he always he never saw something as too far gone he always saw i i always i gave him a hard time in my teen years and young adult years and you know he never gave up on me he was always there uh i remember one time um i was off in calgary i had taken off to calgary which, uh, i don't know why and he called me up. He kept calling me and calling me, trying to get hold of me, and he finally texted me and said, Naomi, pick up the phone. And so I picked up the phone, and then he said, Naomi, I just want you to know that if God had his way, if God showed me how he really felt about all my mistakes in my life, he said God would hit me down with a lightning bolt, and there'd be nothing but char and singed, Six meters all the way around me, and I would be a pile of ass So he was always very forgiving. He saw people for who they really were. He saw me and he saw my potential. Um, he never gave up, and uh, he was always there for you. And he was always there for his grandkids. He caught the first fish with them, um, teaching the kids how to go golfing. Um, against our better judgment, he would let the kids drive the tractor and drive the Kubota.
0: That's what grandpa was for. He was reckless.
2: <laughs> he always just—he never listened to us. <laughs> I would drive up, and I'm like, "You got to be kidding me! You're letting them sit with you on the tractor." He was always safe, but I was just like, "I told you not to do that." <laughs> he never listened to us. It was going to mm. be his way or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he was fantastic.
1: He always bragged about his kids. I got a text message from some people that went to the gym we went to, and they said they're going to miss the conversations he would share with them about how wonderful his kids were. He was a big bragger of his kids.
0: Um, yeah,
2: he was. He was definitely our biggest. He was our biggest fan, our biggest cheerleader. He was. He was. He left a big hole in our lives.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Um, so I knew Daryl, Els and I worked together for years. In fact, Els gave me my first job in Christian radio. And I just remember when he would come into the office and, and to see you and always just this big smile. He was always happy to see you, like excited to see you. It seemed like almost like a puppy dog. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, it's uh, uh, we would have been celebrating our 42nd wedding anniversary next week together. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely, um, we were, our lives are intertwined together, soulmates, you could say, so it's a huge, huge hole. I said to the Lord, you took him, you're going to have to fill me with your spirit, because no one else would ever be able to fill that void. Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah, on May 29th, uh, tragedy struck. Do one of you mind sharing uh, with us what happened?
1: Yeah. Sure. Do you want to? I I can do that. Um, We um, Daryl had just retired. Uh, He had retired at 65 and then was doing contract work. We have a company, Incorporated, and he was doing contract work for uh, motor coach industry. And until their system was finally fully functional, then he could, with a good conscience, uh, fully retire, which he did just just about a week before. Uh, He uh, came into the house on the Thursday. I, I, I worked Monday to Wednesday, so I was off Thursday, Friday. So Thursday afternoon, he came in, and he had this list going, and he never had lists. But he had everything in place. All changes were done. Everything was checked. Everything was safe. And he had this big grin on his face. And I said, you really want to go camping and fishing this weekend, don't you? He said, yep. I said, okay, let's do it. So the next morning we packed up. We went out to um, Birch Point where we camped. And uh, we had an amazing time um, just visiting and fishing. And then the Saturday morning, the 29th, it was too windy. We decided to go to Moose Lake. But we have two golden retrievers. So we took them for a long walk. And we had an amazing morning talking about how wonderful the Lord has been to us as a couple. Um I mean we're a bunch of orangutans. We've we've made a lot of mistakes <laughs> in our lives. And uh, yeah, and we, we were just saying how is it possible that God could be so good and kind to people like us? Uh and with all our faults and mistakes that we've made and yet he he has been. And then we bragged about our kids, our grandkids, how we just loved their their spouses, and how is it possible that all our kids turned out just so amazing? Our grandkids so amazing, and it was just a really, really great, great morning, and just praising God for all the blessings He's put in our lives. So then we went to Moose Lake to fish, and uh, and this boat we had just bought last fall. So I didn't know anything about how driving it or anything like that. He had the boater's license, and he knew all that stuff. And we were just testing everything to make sure it was ready for the summer and get ready to take kids and grandkids out safely. Um, We had done fishing uh, because the winds were coming up too strong. The waves were pretty big on on the lake, and it's quite a protected lake. And we went over to the far side uh, to just, on the north side, to just troll back slowly. And he was standing on the edge of the boat, and he asked me to, to to hold it steady. And I told him, well, I don't know anything about this thing. And uh, he said, well, just don't push us into the rocks. And uh, the boat jerked, and he fell in. Hmm. And he said, uh, he said, don't panic. You can do this, but we don't have much time. And he floated there, and I tried and tried to get close to him. And every time I got really close... Oh. The waves and the winds came by and pushed us apart, and the whole time I was just asking the Lord, "What are you up to here? Up to here? Yeah. I just can't do this on my own." And so um, I thought, you know, t- it's I don't want to run him over or anything, and I'm struggling to work this boat with all the waves, the winds, the dogs, you name it. So I thought, Lord, I can't do this without you. And you are the one that's going to have to help me pull him in. And I aimed the boat straight for him very slowly. And 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 as I was doing that, I said, Lord, I trust you and I trust your will. When I said I trust your will, Daryl looked up to the sky. And he had this amazing smile and a glow, an incredible glow came from his face. And then he bowed his head down into the water, and his arms went down in the water. And I couldn't believe it that he would give up. I mean, he's a fighter. He's a swimmer. And I tried six times to get around to, to try and grab him. And he disappeared underneath the waves, and I, I just couldn't get him.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: the whole time, screaming and yelling at the Lord, like, what, what is going on here? Why are you allowing this? But, Father, I trust you. I trust you. And the people on the other side of the shore could hear me. So when I got to them, they came back with me. They were ready to come back with me, and we circled to try and look for him. It was absolutely devastating to see the man you spent that many years with disappear that way. Yeah. But you know what the joy is like? It's when the Hutterites arrived, the heart team, the Hutterite Aquatic uh, Emergency.
2: Hutterian emergency
1: Aquatic Response. Yeah, the Hutterian Emergency Aquatic Response Team, when they came, they prayed with us. Um, they were just so amazing, and they found him in no time at all in the evening. And the position they found him in was in a kneeling, surrender position. I really believe Daryl saw Jesus as he went under him, bowed down and worshipped to him. God wow. Almighty, my- <laughs>
2: <laughs> praising your name at the top of my lungs. Yeah, and
1: actually, that's the song that came to us right away. Was that Good God Almighty? And uh, I know wow. I'll see him. And um, I know that sustains me. And it does give me a deep joy in the Hutterites sharing, Manuel and, and Paul sharing with me how they found him. In all the 10 years of their rescue, they've only, this is the second time, the first time, the second time that they had found a person in this worship surrender position and, and have impacted their life as well. And so, I realize God has a will and a plan, might not be mine,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it is the Lord's, and I trust Him. I, I just through this whole thing, I totally trust Him, and I have just seen amazing way that the Lord has showed up in this season. It's uh, it's been phenomenal, Mike. Just absolutely phenomenal. I don't know how people cannot believe that there is a God, and I cannot understand how people, Christians cannot let go and trust Him, because it's an incredible situation to be in, to be held, and to to be buoyed up with His joy, mm. even through this devastating time.
0: Yeah, there's grief, there's trauma, but I'm hearing that you're taking a lot of comfort in Jesus all at the same time and still trusting Him. Yeah, yeah.
1: And the the one thing i could never ever do when i saw him when they when they brought him on shore and and he was they had him in the bag and i we were able to say our goodbye he was fast asleep and in my heart of hearts i knew that if god wanted to resurrect him then and there he mm. could but i but i also said lord i would never want to take him from your presence mm. i mean w- what selfish act that would be to desire him to come back from god's glory to be here mm. Because I know I'll be with them soon, whenever that is. But I know I'll be with them soon.
0: Well, and in the midst of that tragedy, there is some good coming out of it. You mentioned the Hatterian Emergency Aquatic Response Team. They showed up and helped recover Daryl's body. And uh, since that day on May 29th, you folks have... uh, gotten to know the heart team very well and now you're very very passionate about helping them out maybe mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about the heart team for those that aren't familiar with them uh naomi or else uh what is the heart team first of all
2: uh i can take this one <laughs> uh, this is naomi here um so the heart team is the hatterian emergency aquatic response team they are um a group of Hutterites from the Oak Bluff colony, uh, seven miles from Morris, Manitoba. Um, they lost, uh, the seven-year-old boy a number of years ago, um, went missing on their colony and, uh, they spent two days searching for him, but the only spot that they couldn't search was underwater. And, uh, the RCMP dive team was called in and man, Manuel, uh, as a, as a young boy watched as the dive team uh, went up and down in the gravel pit searching for him. And they ended up this recovering him, this, this child. And uh, in that was birth, the desire to, to dive. Um, so a number of years later, uh, Manuel started his diving training and, uh, and then his brother, Paul came alongside um, and, They started all their. They have all this deep water diving, uh, ice like winter diving. They have so much different certificate, and it just happened that one of their uh, training sessions that uh, another diver um, went. uh, I don't know. I don't know the full details, but somehow there was another diver that had gone missing, and they ended up recovering him um, in during their training, and in that birth this. desire to to uh you know to to serve uh Jesus by serving others and you know since then they've recovered um over 30 uh drowning victims um and it's it's hilarious it's, it's not hilarious but it's uh it's kind of uh I don't know the right word to describe, but my dad knew about them mm-hmm. uh, when when I lived in Winkler with my husband. They had done a recovery near Winkler, uh, and my dad started talking to us about them, and uh, you know, had said, "Oh, these, these guys—they just they they volunteer their time and look what they're doing, and they're come out from a Hutterite colony." And and so he already knew about them, and he had been following them. So um, it's just that that's not lost to us Hmm. the fact that they were the ones that recovered him
0: and they're a pretty amazing Mm -hmm. team like you mentioned volunteers they show up uh they do this for families that are grieving at no cost to anybody and uh you folks are hoping to help them out now with some new equipment what are you what are you trying to do for the heart team
2: well um it's one of the challenges that they have um, and they had it in a recent um, drowning in in wintertime um, and it's actually happened in numerous numerous times now is uh, victims go under when the ice is thin and unfortunately they are not able the, the heart team is not able to get onto the thin ice and they can't get in with their with their sonar sonar equipment so they really need a crispy hovercraft and just because of the way we've been impacted, and um, we just really felt God nudging us to to help them uh, obtain this Christie hovercraft. Yeah, so that's what we're doing.
1: Well, Mike, it's, it's else here. One thing that really impacted us is that uh, one of our uh, locals from Grunzel went missing in the ice, and uh, they couldn't retrieve him. Yes. Um, nobody could, none of the rescue teams. And so fishermen find him, and so what hit me was, what if that was daryl and we didn't We couldn't have closure because some families do not have any um anything in place where the wife is able to take care of the further financial needs of the family, everything gets frozen, and so if if families don't like we 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 were we were well um well prepared for a situation like that ourselves, fortunately. But there's a lot of families that are not. And when a spouse and it's more it's more men that drown than women. And so when the provider of the home is missing, the wife and family are financially held hostage to the estate getting settled, which can take months and months through the courts. So then my thinking is if they don't have a body um that takes longer, and if this was Daryl, if this was us in winter, Daryl might have washed up and a fisherman would have found him or ch- children swimming would have found this person. And mm. so that's why uh, it's so traumatic on the people that find these, uh, the uh, drowned victims. And that's why the families got behind the Christie hovercraft so that other families do not go through that at all. We were very blessed to have Daryl recovered the same day within a few hours. But most families don't have that, and that's why we want to help them. And, um, and the, H- the Hutterites, they have such a love for Jesus, mm-hmm. and they have tons of people praying for families, and they're able to share the, their life story of how Christ has redeemed them and just bring hope into the lives of those that have no hope.
0: I know just last week the heart team went to Saskatchewan to recover another man who had fallen through the ice in winter <laughs> was actually a friend's uh, cousin and again uh, they're given all credit to God they got out there months later finally helped this family get some closure and and yeah they just they everything they do is a testimony to God and God's goodness though isn't it
2: Yeah they always point back to God they they don't want it's it's not about them, right? It's God working uh, in them and then through them to to serve other families and just show the love of God in in, in family's darkest hour. Because it really is a dark, especially when you don't know uh, that that day, uh, I think it will be with me for the rest of my life. I know it will be with me for the rest of my life, not knowing where my dad was and knowing that he was out there in the lake somewhere. And I couldn't go to the what ifs because I, I thought I, I could go crazy with the what ifs. What happens if we don't find him? What happens if an animal finds him? What happens if somebody else finds him? You know, and knowing that we didn't leave, my mom and I were sleeping by the dock, well, started to fall asleep by the dock when, then, when he was brought back to us. And it's, it's heartbreaking, but you really feel like a piece of your heart is, is brought back to you. When, when you're loved, it doesn't bring them back, like, back to the physical world, but knowing that mm-hmm. they're back with you, their body is with you, it's, it's so, there's relief. I would have gone crazy not knowing, and the thing is, there's so many families, uh, you know, 18, 19, eight week, 18, 19 days, eight weeks, like, they wait and wait and wait, and what, we, the relief we had when we found, when they found my dad is, uh, it's, it's a gift. And I would have gone crazy if I would have had to wait more than a day for my dad. And and the thing, the sad fact is, is there's especially in the winter months, that's the reality. Families have to wait.
0: So we can uh, help families get closure sooner. Uh, we can help uh, the heart team. Tell us how uh, we can come and join with you folks in raising these funds for them and getting them this hovercraft.
2: Well, uh, what I'm doing right now is I'm approaching businesses and asking them to make a donation towards the heart team. The heart team is a registered charity with the CRA. So there is a donation receipt that will be given. Another option we have is, uh, businesses can sponsor and that means that they can get some exposure for their, uh, for their donation. Um, and you know, and even families. Families that can give a donation, and they are able to—they um, are able to get a donation receipt. And you know, ten dollars, twenty dollars, fifty dollars—everything counts. Everything is worth something, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely uh, going to make it donation in honor of uh Daryl and uh Els and um the way you loved each other and uh yeah bring in closure to other families that just really speaks to me. I know often RCMP they can only search a couple of days and then they have to call it off if they don't find anything. But heart team does their mm-hmm. best to keep searching and keep helping. Um yeah. I have lots of great stuff here for a story um and the radio, but is there anything else either of you wanted to say before we go today?
2: Yeah, my mom oh sorry, I shouldn't say my mom. Uh yeah, I was yeah. just gonna say uh the the cost of the christie Hovercraft, Christy Hovercraft christie Hovercraft, sorry, the cost of the Christie Hovercraft is a hundred and thirty thousand US. Um, so that's the amount that we're trying to raise. So it's uh I think my family alone, we've raised about seven thousand dollars. Uh and yeah, but we have a long way to go. So it's good.
0: Well, you can find the information how to donate to Hart, the Hatterian Emergency Aquatic Response Team. Uh that info in the show notes and on your local radio stations websites where connections airs. We want to thank you, Naomi, uh, for sharing about your dad, Els for sharing about your husband. We will continue to hold you all up in prayer. And thank you for taking this unimaginable uh, situation and turning it into good for others. Don't forget, you can subscribe to the Connections Podcast. Find it at podcastville.ca or wherever you get your favorite podcasts from.